Hey there, everybody. On today's episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast, Sean and I are doing the show via Skype. Ooh, that's fun. You guys remember Skype? Oh, yeah. I remember the 2010s quite well. How about you? But for real, yeah, we're doing the show via Skype today, so if there's any technical or audio issues, we're going to blame it on that. We had to record from different locations this week just because we both had some conflicts, and that's how we had to do it. So we hope you like it. Uh, Beyond that, we're going to be talking some Oscars. We'll be recapping that. And then towards the end of the episode, Sean and I have a very lengthy discussion on just some baseball talk. We talk about some spring training. We get into the Astros cheating scandal. We give some early predictions about my Detroit Tigers and Sean's Chicago Cubs. And that is how it goes down. So we hope you enjoy this show. And uh, yeah, let's get to it. Enjoy. Well, howdy, howdy do, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast. My name is Luke Chaconis, coming to you live today via Skype. That's right, Skype. Hey, Sean, you're on Skype, too. What's up, buddy? Hi, I can see you. You can we see me? Issues, yeah, at first we couldn't see, and then we we could kind of hear, and then but we're here. To be honest, uh, when we started this the first time, I thought Skype was, like, dead. Yeah. Like, I didn't think it was an app anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm actually very, very surprised. Kind of like Chat working. Roulette? Yeah, kind of. Did you ever I... Did you ever go on Chat Roulette? I did. <laughs> <laughs> There was, uh, there was always three types of people on chat roulette. The first type was a bunch of young adolescent boys who were hoping they would see boobs on a Friday night in their parents' basement. That was me. The second was some awkward kid who was looking for friends, God bless his soul, and like right. he would wave to the camera and then like hit, hit next right away. That was also me. And then the third was some fat Bulgarian guy and his balls were hanging out. And that was me. Oh, good. What was your name? Gregor. Gregor Borjanovic. Gregor Blanco, former MLB player? Uh, no, Sir Gregor. Oh, he was... Game of Thrones. And I believe, let's see, test my Game of Thrones knowledge. He was the mountain, correct? That is correct. That is correct. Give him the points. Give him the points. Well, hey, good for me. Good for you. Good for you all for being here. Thanks for coming to the show today. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. As always, just some friendly reminders. You can follow the show on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. You can like and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We got an email, theunemployedguyspodcast at gmail.com. You can send us questions, comments, suggestions, all that good stuff. And in terms of the show, just remember for this month, the month of February, our movie of the month is Parasite. I can now say the best picture winner, Parasite. I, wa- I watched it a couple nights before the Oscars. I'll give my brief thoughts on it. I really enjoyed it. I think it's cool that it won. It's definitely a good uh, kind of life thing to happen for the Oscars in that sense. It's very historic uh, with the meaning that it has. Sean, I know you haven't seen it yet. Oh, no. Um, no I, like to, I like to watch it right before yeah. we review it because <laughs> I can remember it. <laughs> and do you think sometimes it's the thing, too, of like, you're like, oh man, I've got to watch this. And like, you yeah. don't really want to watch it. So you force yourself to do it. Oh, absolutely. It's like writing papers that when we were in college, like you'd have three weeks to get it done. It'd be due on a Friday, but Thursday at 11 PM, you'd be like, all right, well, I guess I've got to do this. I've got to do it now. Yeah. I can't not do it. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about 1917. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. So yeah. Know. So yeah. Parasite is the movie of the month. I think you will enjoy Parasite. I do. 
the I'll give my full review at the end of the month, obviously. Um, when you have seen it, I'm assuming if Tom will be on the show that day. By the way, no Tom today, just me and Sean. By the way, another by the way, have you and I just done a show, the two of us yet? Uh, not this not this semester. Not this not 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 since we came back from hiatus. Nope. Wow. This is only us. This is only us. Kinda nice. It's only us. There's only this. this. I don't know what you're singing, but I like it. Regret. um, It's rent. Oh, rent. Good. I did you pay the rent, by the way? I did not. It's due on the first. Oh, good for you. Good for you. Good for you. You still have automatic uh, withdrawal? Uh, absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, they they require one check between the three of us. Oh, that's right. You were telling me that. Yes. Does that make sense? That makes No? no, it does not make sense. But I, you know, hey, teach their own. Like who writes thousands of dollars of checks? Also, can I say this now that we uh, no longer are affiliated living with them so they can't kick us out? Uh, just throwing it out there in general. Fuck Peak Properties. Oh, yeah, yeah. They we can suck it. The they, yeah. can, they can suck a big bag of balls for all I care. Yeah, if, if you're living in the Chicago area, uh, don't ever, ever, ever. Ever. From Peak Properties. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just not very good people. Not very good people. And if you put in a maintenance request, there's a good chance it will never get done. And when I say there's a good chance, it won't get done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Do, do you remember the one night we, I think, remember my sink was clogged or, yeah, my when we, <laughs> when we first moved into the apartment, my sink was clogged, folks. And we put pretty much put in a maintenance request right away. And I moved there, I think, beginning of October, right? That's when we. That's when I moved in. I, I moved in October first. And I was like a week there. later, right? Yeah, it was like October like ten. Yeah, something like that. And yeah, so pretty much after the first few days living there, I realized my sink would not drain all the way; it was clogged. So we'd put in a maintenance request pretty much right away at the beginning of October. Did not get. Uh, serviced and we did not get the maintenance man out there until our halloween party that night and i remember because we had had the apartment was cleaned up everything was good to go and in walked the maintenance guy and he's like i'll just be a little bit and what the reason it was clogged you might ask because someone put a toothbrush down the sink that's right a toothbrush from the previous tenant was uh clogging up my sink uh yeah it's you know if he walked in during halloween i mean Great costume. He should, yeah, he should have just stayed. Honestly. Great costume for real, for real though. Yeah, but it took it. It took him about like two and a half, three weeks. It did. It did. It took him a while. So yeah, again, uh, peak proc peak properties, peak properties. You suck, and that is that. But yeah, no. Uh, speaking of things that don't suck, I think you will enjoy Parasite. I because mm-hmm. I will admit, and I'm sure I'll talk about this in a review. I'll play the role of the ignorant American. Foreign language films really aren't my cup of tea. Um, I've always said I would like to watch more of them, but it's always like the thing on Netflix, like, well, I could watch something new or I could just go back and watch the office for the 19th time, yeah. which yeah. is something I do quite frequently. Um, so, but I wanted to see Parasite cause I've heard all the great buzz about it and I really, really, really enjoyed it. I will admit the first 30 minutes to 40 minutes, I was really kind of not digging it. Once I figured out where we were going, I liked it a lot. I'm a, I'm a big fan of subtitles anyway, mm-hmm. uh, because I get to read the story and watch the story, and that just makes me happy because I can actually understand things. See, that's so fascinating to me. Again, I know we'll, we'll talk about this when we review it at the end of the month, but I don't like that. And the reason maybe why I think I don't like foreign language films as much is for that reason alone. I struggle, and again, maybe I'm playing the role of the ignorant American, whatever, but... 
I don't like having, I feel like I have to choose. I feel like I have to either read the dialogue or watch the action on screen. And it's, it's hard for me to do both. So like when you and I would watch movies together at the apartment, I never understood yours thing, especially because I could hear it. Well, like, it's not like we were watching a bunch of, you know, subtitled films that we needed it. Parasite, you need it because you can't understand the language that they're speaking unless you do speak Korean, which by the way, good for you. Um, but you and I would watch like the office and you'd have the subtitles on and I'd be like, I don't know what to watch right now. And it's so infuriating because I can hear it and I just want to watch it. But there's like this scroll, but even with parasite and when we would watch that or whatever, you get used to it after a while and your, your brain just kind of adapts. It's just that first like half hour took me a while to get into it. Also they're developing the story and the characters, but regardless, this isn't a review of parasite. We'll talk about that at the end of the month, but, uh, I, I do think you will enjoy it though, Shawnee. I really do. to like movies that uh, force their characters to do something I want to see like it actually means something to mm-hmm. the world and it's not just like well uh, he's gonna get angry because he he's just he's just angry he's angry like there's no there's gotta be like a small reason for it well that's the thing I've always liked about that's kind of the funny thing with you and movies and TV I know I know that you're into it if you're sitting down and watching it I couldn't if, if I had a dollar for every time Last year, we watched a movie. I was watching something. You walked into the living room. You would watch maybe 10 minutes of it, then get up and go back to your room or do something yeah. else. If I had a dollar for every time that happened, I could probably pay your rent for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think there's something uh, there's something to be said about a film that can like either catch you within like two minutes or just kind of lose you completely. Yeah. Um, and like... I mean, what was the one movie we watched, like, Best Dad or whatever? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was unfortunate. Uh, We watched the David Spade comedy Father of the Year. Yeah, and and I came in on... Right in the beginning. Yeah, because it was the best part of the movie. It was funny. funny. And then you stayed the whole time and watched it, though. And it it was... I think it was one of the worst movies I saw. It was on my bottom 10 list of 2018. And... I just remember being like, oh my God, I can't believe I finally get Sean to sit down and watch a movie with me. And it's literally one of the worst movies like I've ever seen. And even I was like, yeah, this is bad. I just had such high hopes that one scene, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember what it was. He was it like, was, he was like naked in a pickup truck or something. Yeah, he, they made a, they made like a redneck. Uh, oh, swimming pool. Swimming pool. Out of, in the bed of the pickup truck. Yeah. Yeah. That was, you're right, that was very funny, and then the remaining hour and a half was just awful. Just awful, but I sat there, and I'm like, well, it can't get worse. It can't get worse, and it did. It did. It just kept getting worse. I loved last year when we watched, uh, or when we were living together, I should say, when we watched The Shining. Oh, such a, I mean, such a, I still haven't seen, uh... Dr. Sleep? Yeah, yeah. That was my next question for you, because I think it's at Redbox right now. I think, Shawnee, if you can... If you can commit to a two and a half hour movie or whatever, I think you'll really enjoy it. No, see, those are the movies that I will like. No matter how if it is a bad movie, I'll just sit through it only because I love The Shining so much. So if it's in that universe, then I'm like just gonna give it all of its attention. Yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd only seen The Shining one time prior to seeing Doctor Sleep, and I loved it. And I I think I said it, I saw it with Anthony. I remember in theaters, and like my first words out of it. Well, my first words, other than saying, uh, man, I can't believe Scatman Carruthers was in that movie. That's a whole other story, though, for a different day. 
um, I said, I really want to go back and watch The Shining now. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm, and that's, that's what, I mean, every time somebody says, oh man, let's watch The Shining, I'm like, yes. Yeah, that yes, was a good, that's, that's please. a, that, that is one of those movies. Can you think of a movie where, um, people have like hyped it up so much and it's got so much, um, critical acclaim and it's like that one movie that everybody loves and then, and you haven't seen it and then you do see it and you really like it because sometimes I have it, for example, when I, when, when I watched Citizen Kane and I don't know if we were in the same film class when we were in college, but, um, one, one unit we watched Citizen Kane and obviously it's uh-huh. Citizen Kane and everybody, you know, oozes over it. And when we finally watched it, I was kind of like, it's very whatever. I really yeah. didn't love it. I yeah. thought it was almost, I don't want to say bad, but I was like bored throughout the entire thing. The Shining, though, for me, was a movie that obviously it's got a lot of claim and love behind it. When I saw it, it lived up to the hype. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like, I know like there's one, I mean, we've talked about it before. There's one film that has so much hype behind it and it's loved for many but I hate it, and it's Caddyshack. That is so funny you bring that up. I just got into an argument tonight with some friends here uh, over Caddyshack. They thought it was great, and I, I don't think it's a great comedy. I, I don't either. I, I think, think it's completely it. dated, and I, I the jokes just, for me, don't land. Yeah, they don't. I mean, if you compare that to any other comedy golf movie, it's at the bottom of the list. Well, I think also, too, it's funny if you say, cause I, I, the majority loves Caddyshack. We're definitely yeah. in the minority there. And I'm sure if you got into a heated conversation or a debate with someone, they would be like, maybe one of their arguments would be like, well, it was just, you know, you weren't alive during the times, you know, you, you don't get it. During the time, it was funny. And that might be true, but Caddyshack came out the same time like Animal House did. Yeah, came out the same House. time Stripes did. Yeah. I, I mean, all these You're other, right. yeah, yeah, like that, that, that kind of Young Frankenstein and Blazing yeah. Saddles, things like, like you know, and, and I get, you know, Mel Brooks and the Caddyshack, two different types of humor. I'm not saying they're the same, but, the, you know. That overall time period, I just think it's kind of a bad movie. I don't know. It's just I mean, a miss. I mean, yeah, like even like Ghostbusters. Like, yeah. I mean, it, Bill Murray is in both of those, but I would sit down and watch Ghostbusters every time it's playing. But Caddyshack, I'm always just like, well, there it is again. I, <laughs> My pops and I, uh, not too long ago, I watched Stripes for the first time with oh, yeah. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and John Candy. And Sean Young. And Sean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is a Sean Young in that. Yes, that is yeah, correct. She was, she was uh, Finkel as Einhorn, and oh. Einhorn is Finkel. Oh wow, yeah, yeah okay, good to know, good yeah. to know. Um, but yeah, I, I love Stripes. It was, it was funny, and yeah, are the jokes at times kind of dated? Sure, but yeah. I don't know. I just, I liked it. It was a fun movie. I don't know. I know. And I, I, mean, I feel like, the same way about Animal House too. I love yeah, Animal House. Animal House is an actual comedy classic. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's no debating that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to. I'm still trying to think of like a movie that I felt has been hyped. I mean, I can say one right now is like The Joker. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's really hated and loved. Well, but like everybody that was coming at me loved it, loved it, loved it. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna keep my. Uh, and I th- and I, I agree with you. People love or they hate Joker now, and I think people hate Joker now. And I think I talked about this on another episode because it's the cool thing to do. When A Star is Born came out in 2018, everybody loved it at first. And then it became the cool thing to shit on it. When La La Land came out in 2016, same thing. And then the the number one culprit of that is Avatar. When Avatar came out in 2009, it was this visual spectacle that no one had ever seen before. Everybody loved it. And then it got all this hype. It made all that money. And then it became the thing of kind of being like, well, it's not really that great. Um, 
and I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made, but that is a good movie, Avatar. Do I think we need four sequels? No. no but absolutely not. And did it spawn a fantastic uh, theme park at Animal Kingdom at Disney World? Absolutely. But um, that's a different discussion. So I'm trying to think if there's, an, if there's another one for me of like, I would say The Godfather. First yeah, time I saw... First time I saw The Godfather, I, I think I don't know if we watched it in the same class at, at Western. For those yeah, who we for those who aren't familiar, Sean and I were film minors when we went to college together. Um, we were in a lot of the same classes, and I would say Godfather was up there. Um, you know what one I really liked that we watched when we were in uh, school together? It's definitely not like it's a, it's a well known movie, but it's not the most famous movie ever. Uh, the King of Comedy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was just thinking that you were going to say that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really, and, and you know, it's funny now that he's just a big Joker guy. Can you uh-huh. see the similarities between King and Com- King of Comedy and Joker? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's weird because Robert De Niro is still there. Yeah. But it's like, he's, he's reverse roles at that point. Yeah, it's exactly. yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, so uh, it's, it, yeah, that's a, that was a really uh, interesting, like switch. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah. So look, okay. Let's at least try to get some sort of structure here. We're going to talk real, uh, for a little bit, real quick, real briefly, a little bit about the Oscars. The Oscars were this past Sunday, the 2020 Oscars. Sean, I'm going to take a leap of faith here and guess that you did not watch a second of the show. I watched uh, Renee Zellweger uh, just uh, fumble and bumble and tumble all over herself trying to give a speech. Yep. Um, and I didn't understand the goddamn word she said. Mm. And I looked at Tom and I said, what is she talking about? <laughs> and he was on his phone. Oh, good. And I immediately went back downstairs. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Well, uh, you did not miss much there at the speech. Uh, in terms of the winners, you also didn't miss... Well, actually, you, you did miss a ton, I guess, in terms of the Best Picture winner, because Parasite brought home Best Picture, and Bong Joon-ho brought home Best Director for Parasite as well. Uh, along with that, uh, Parasite... This was I, I think this was honestly the biggest shock to me. Parasite won original screenplay, beating Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? And that was a shocker to me. I honestly, we said it last week on uh, the show we did, I think we were all kind of in agreement, like, there's a chance that Parasite could win. We thought it was between that or 1917. We thought Sam Mendes might get Best Director, and then Parasite would win Best Picture, or vice versa with Director and Picture. We knew Parasite was in the conversation for those two big awards. I was shocked that it won the original screenplay one. I really thought Tarantino had that in the bag. And if, again, just personal opinion, if I'm choosing the Oscars, if I'm giving out the awards, I would have given the screenplay to Tarantino just because I thought the dialogue in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was so snappy. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. That's just my opinion. And, so, uh, yeah. So Parasite kind of, they, they swept. And, and, and they cleaned up. In some, in, I mean, you know, winning two of the big six, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Parasite did not receive any acting nominations, though, um, which I've been reading some things. Again, there's controversy and people are upset, yada, 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 but I'm not going to get into that right now. But I believe Parasite won, if I'm looking at it right now, Parasite won original screenplay, best director, best picture, and best international feature. It brought home four Oscars. I might be forgetting something, but it looks like those are the big ones that they won. Um, so yeah, for, t- taking home four Oscars. And then obviously the big story is they were the first foreign film to ever win Best Picture in Oscar history. So it's really cool. kind of cool. I mean, yeah, it is. I'm really excited to watch it because, I mean, there's, you know, everybody hypes everything up. 
Um, but like, if the hype is like correct and it actually deserves those things, like that's that's exciting. Yeah. To, like, have never seen it before. Going into it knowing, like, hey, this is the best picture with the best director. Yeah. Like, that's exciting. I I definitely really enjoyed Parasite. I was very happy that Bong Joon Ho won. I mean, I w- I would have been cool honestly with any of those five uh, dudes winning Best Director, Best Picture. If I'm giving away again, if we're playing the hypothetical, if I'm giving away the Oscars for me yeah. to whoever, I'd be giving them to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just because that was my favorite movie of the year. Um, one thing that made me a little bit sad was The Irishman got completely shut out. Which I I feel like I'm the only man and I feel like I'm the only person in America who actually like loved The Irishman. I know a lot of people are kind of indifferent on it, but I don't know. I mean, just for what Scorsese's doing at his age, getting those guys together, making that kind of last mob movie that we'll ever see with the with that you know cast and crew assembled. Right. I mean, directing a three hour plus movie that for me really captivated me throughout almost the whole thing. Yeah, could they have shaved maybe forty minutes off? Sure, but. I don't know. I, I was bummed that it, it didn't get anything. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I, I mean, I've said it before. If I'm going to watch it, I'm not going to sit down for three and a half hours. I'm going to sit down for 45-minute episodes. Yeah. And, like, do it that way. Almost Just, almost would be kind of interesting to see if, if they chose to, at some point in time, release it that way, you know? Yeah, yeah, just like a mini-series. Yeah. Just, like hour-long episode yeah so yeah i i was bummed that that didn't really take home any of the goal but it is what it is so yeah we got parasite winning best picture that's obviously the big shocker it sets you know a bunch of records and history then bong joon ho wins for parasite as well gives a great speech about how he said after he thought they won international film and original screenplay he thought they were done for the night he wins best director he's all excited and then he goes up and says uh, i can't wait to get drunk which I thought was great. And then he also gave a lot of love to his fellow nominees. And in particular, in particular, he gave a shout out to Scorsese, which then everybody, you know, gave Marty a standing. Oh, which was nice to see. So yeah, Parasite wins the two big awards in terms of picture and director. Then that takes us to actor in a leading role that went to Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. No surprise there. Uh, I, he, he was the clear favorite. I think if I, again, if I'm giving out the awards, I'm giving it to him. I thought his performance in Joker was absolutely insane off the charts. Good. Um, did you see, did you send me that stat that like either an actor that has portrayed the Joker has been a best actor award winner or while they played the Joker, they were a, uh, best actor award winner well i definitely didn't send that to you but i can say that that stat now thinking about it in my head it makes sense you got jack nicholson you've got jared leto Mm -hmm. heath ledger and now joaquin phoenix yeah yeah and then there was another one there was like the original is that uh, cesar romero yes i I think so i want to say i I thought cesar romero was the original joker i can look it up yeah look look that up uh... um yeah so yeah joaquin wins uh, the I mean I again Joaquin was going to win. He was the front front runner. That's great. Did you by any chance see or hear his speech? No. So I wanted I wanted to hear uh from you because I haven't I didn't listen to it. Okay. Um. So how was it? Uh, was it kind of on par with like? Yeah. It it's definitely it's definitely kind of kooky. Definitely very Joaquin Phoenix ish. Yeah. Um. He starts it off 
first of all, he did not at any point throughout the movie thank anyone from Joker, didn't thank Todd Phillips, didn't, you know, anyone, which is fine. I'm not saying he has to. Again, this is I'm just recapping what he says. I'm, I'm not yeah, passing yeah. any judgment. Um, so he, does, he doesn't thank anyone from the actual movie. And then he kind of goes into this thing, this weird kind of thing about farming and how we've all become so obsessed and we're essentially like, where we are farmers who are taking milk away from a cow. Yeah. Uh, and he does a weird kind of out there metaphor. And he, and again, if it's like a three minute speech, I'm just kind of giving you the, the 20 second spark note version. Yeah. Then, however, though, he, tur- he, he back ends the speech and he finishes by saying, we need to be more forgiving of people and we need to help people. Uh, move on from their past mistakes and not cast judgment against them, which is a message I really agree with. I, I think yeah. everyone deserves a second chance in life for the most part. Um, they only get one, though. You only get one. Use it wisely. It's like yeah. a get-out-of-jail-free card. And then he wrapped up the speech, and all jokes aside, he quoted his brother, um, River Phoenix, who passed away, and it was just a really nice kind of button to end it on. But the beginning part was really out there, about him talking about farming and cows and, and the mother metaphor. I was very kind of like, what's going on right now? But then I remembered who was giving the speech. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. If Brad Pitt makes that makes that speech, he's getting checked into an insane asylum the next day. Right. Joaquin Phoenix right. makes it. We're like, oh, okay, that's Joaquin. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this makes sense, actually. What he's saying... Is making sense. Yeah, and you and, scary. and you you think about it, and it does make sense. And I, I really, again, I can't stress this enough. Although the first half was a little bit out there, I really liked how he ended it. Um, just, I think we're all human. We all make mistakes. I think forgiveness is something we all need to do. And I think it's sometimes those who don't forgive who probably need the most forgiveness, oh, yeah. um, which is just kind of hypocritical and a little ironic. But that's a whole other discussion. And then, of course, ending ending it by uh, quoting his uh, his late brother River Phoenix, yeah. I thought was really kind of nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Joaquin Phoenix wins for best actor. I thought that was great. Best actress, you kind of talked about this earlier, Renee Zellweger for Judy. I did not see Judy, and again, I, I think sometimes there's people who are like I don't want to see Joker because I don't want to see a comic book movie. That's fair. That's your prerogative. I had no interest in seeing Judy. I, I I don't care to hear that story. Maybe that yeah. makes me close-minded and ignorant, but I just I don't I don't care to hear it. And it's a movie about somebody that's still alive, Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy so, Dench, yeah, absolutely. So I don't, I don't get it. Did I thought they just did they just go behind the scenes of every James Bond movie? Well, or? I thought it was about the young adult novel uh, Judy Moody. Oh, is that is that true? Because maybe in that case, Renee fits the. <laughs> In terms of Moody, yeah, she's uh, she's 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 different. She's unique. Um, and I, I, yeah, I her speech was out there. Um, I think that's one thing I kind of took away. There were there really weren't a ton of like political and trying to like drive an agenda down your throat speeches. There were a few here and there. Tonight uh, at the Oscars, there was just there were kind of a couple weird ones. So I, I guess that's good. You know, I, I don't know. What what's the lesser of two evils? Being completely confused and wondering if the person is okay mentally or being like i don't need to hear your political platform right now well, i'd much rather hear uh for for in terms of my opinion i'd much rather hear the kind of kooky out there ones oh, um but yeah so what are you gonna that's do entertainment right there I yeah mean, they just they just keep on bringing the hits mm-hmm. that's what they're that's what they're known for yep 
So then, okay, I'll just uh, kind of rifle through these last couple ones because there's really not a ton of surprises. Uh, Laura Dern won for Best Supporting Actress for Marriage Story. She gave a really nice speech just kind of about the movie and um, her family and everything and just her career. I thought that was great. Um, I, I really liked Laura Dern in that movie. But once again, shout out to Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. I, I thought that was a great movie. And su- that didn't uh, get anything? Just, just uh, Kathy Bates for Supporting Actress. But beyond that, it got shut out. So... Um, unfortunately, but it is what it is. And then Brad Pitt, uh, one for once upon a time in Hollywood. He gives a fun speech, starts it off a little bit, little political, but then he kind of moves it into the movie, um, career and family and everything like that. And kind of looking back on from where he's been to where he is now. And I, I just, I really like Brad Pitt. I know sometimes it's funny to, like, oh, that's Brad Pitt. He's just the good looking dude, whatever. But I think he's a great actor. And, uh, this was actually his first acting Oscar. He's one a Oscar prior to this, but it was for producing, and that's when he produced um, 12 Years a Slave for Best Picture. Really? Yep. Fun fact, this was Brad Pitt's first acting Oscar. He didn't win anything for, like, Fight Club? Nope. Nope, I think he was nominated for um, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I believe he might have been nominated for Moneyball, but he did not win. This was his first win for acting. Interesting. Yep. Yep. I guess they've been, uh, I mean, they've been nominated for a ton of, or I guess he's been nominated for a ton of stuff, but never won. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, beyond that, though, the show itself I thought was fine. Um, And when I say fine, actually, I'm going to go a little less than fine. I'm just going to go kind of meh. I think right now, and again, this is such a kind of, you know, it's such a a high-end thing to be like, I have critiques about the Oscars because there's so many more bigger issues in the world than some stupid award show for three hours in, you know, the early part of the year. Um, But I'm going to say that I feel like right now the show just, I think the show needs a host to start off with because we have these kind of weird opening numbers. And then we have like this year we had like announcers announcing announcers and it was just kind of awkward. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Or like a group of hosts or like something that like ties everything together because then yeah you do have like just these really odd pauses with music over it and then somebody walks onto the stage yeah and they kind of give it out yeah and this this year started with a musical number same as last year and then they cut over to steve martin and chris rock and they kind of did like an opening monologue which that was cool but i don't know um I don't know. I, I just think we need a host, and I and I'm much more of a fan of, you know, actors or comedians coming out doing some comedy and then getting into the show. Then I, I don't need these big musical numbers. If I want to watch it, I'll watch the Grammys. Like right. I, I want to hear about the year in film, you know. And it's fun if you can put a you know a, a catchy tune that kind of summarizes the year, and you know you put a big star. And I think this year's opener was Janelle Monae. Um, I just, it just didn't do it for me. There was good performances throughout the night. Cynthia Erivo uh, sang her song that she was nominated for for Harriet. I'd never heard that song before. I thought it was great. Um, Adina Menzel came on and sang a song from Frozen 2 that I did not really care for. I thought it was fine. You, you haven't seen Frozen 2 yet? I have not seen Frozen 2. I, actually, this was the first year ever I had not heard any of the songs that were nominated. Wow. I had not heard Into the Unknown, which was from Frozen, which that's the big one. Um but Elton John won for best song for Rocket Man. He had a new song. I think it was called uh, it's called I'm Gonna Love Me Again. So that guy's a performer though, man. So 
what are you going to do? So, hey, that's that's here in the Oscars. I, I'm not going to lie. I told you this the other day when we were kind of planning this all out. I'm just kind of tired of talking about it. And that's fine. It's just like, who cares? You have your opinion, I have my opinion, and that's great. Uh, well, like I'll, I'll be honest. Like, I, I thought this, in terms of movies that were nominated, I thought this was a really good year. There was a lot of movies. I mean, there are, looking at my, the best pictures, one, two, three, four, five. Five of the movies that were nominated for best picture out of the nine were in my top ten. So that's pretty good. Um, I don't think I would have had Parasite or 1917 in my top ten. They probably just would have missed it. But... Um, you know, so that's pretty good. And in terms of like the snubs, the only really big snub I had this year, um, I would have really liked to have seen Lapita Nyong'o get nominated for us because I thought in terms of lead actresses, I thought she gave the best performance um, of the year and she wasn't even nominated. And I just loved that movie, Us. I've seen it twice now and I, I just, I really, really dig it. I mean, is it because it's a horror film? Is that, I mean, that, that Maybe. seems to be. Maybe, but then, you know, to play devil's advocate, last year or a couple years ago, Get Out got nominated. Now, I know that was a little bit more of like a social commentary mixed with horror, and Us was more straight horror, but um, maybe. That, that, that's a very fair point. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. Whenever, whenever you watch a horror film, I don't think you ever going into it saying like, man, this could, this could go for the Oscars. Yeah. But like if you go into something uh, like 1917, you know. This has to be something. Yeah. This is something. Like, yeah. It's going to be nominated for something. You know. So, yeah. yeah, it is what it is. Hey, you know what? That's it. Another year of the Oscars have come and gone. And we now have to just wait another year to hear me bitch, complain, give opinions that no one cares to hear. But you know what? Hey, everybody, you can have your own opinion. And I can have mine. And that's how it works. But from one subject of bitching to the other, okay. we move from the Oscars Detroit Tigers. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with there. Um, so, so are you trying to get me to rant tonight? Is that what this is? No, no, no. That, that could be like... No, no. Uh, you sound like... That's like the, the line from Bane. Now is not the time for fear. That comes later. <laughs> I mean, you can... You know, you can start fearing now. Should I? I probably should fear. Yeah, you're... Okay, let, let's... Is, let, your, let, is your team going to be worse than last year? No. No, no, they will not. And I'm actually going to predict that they... So the year before that, they won 64 games. Last year, they won, I think, 47. Uh, 2018, they won 64. I think they're going to win more than 64 games. Okay. I do. I could be wrong. I also... There's a small part of me that somehow thinks they're going to win the division. But, you know, I'm kind of crazy like that. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I think last year I said they would have a better record than the A's in our... uh... Yeah. Predictions episode. Wildly outrageous predictions. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Um, no, I, I think they're going to win sixty games. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I could I could see 0% that. Chance of making the playoffs, so. Well, a- according to Paducah or whatever that that thing was called, the uh, is that what it is? Paducah. Is that Kentucky? Puka, Puka, Pookie. Paducah, Kentucky. Paducah. I don't know. Or what, what the? It's just one city in Kentucky that said, you know, <laughs> we're going to do something. What the hell is that? No, I can't think of it. Hold on, I gotta look this up. Talk for a second so I can look it up. Why? So why? Why do you think they'll only win sixty games? And then we'll talk about your Cubbies. Uh, because I don't think they made any major moves. 
Detroit? Yeah. Because everybody in the league either uh, horribly passes away. <laughs> or they um, just stop. They take the year off. Or, or the Tigers become the new Astros, and they just steal everything. Well, here's the first thing I want to say. Uh, first of all, the name I was looking for was Pakota. It's P-E-C-O-T-A, not Paducah. Pakota. Um, I disagree with you a little bit in terms of the offseason. Now... It is no secret, if you've listened to past episodes of this show, or if you follow me on Twitter, at Luke Jaconis, the Baba Luke, I do not like Al Avila. I think he is a horrendous general manager, and I think he is still in way over his head. I think he throws the word rebuild around like it automatically means that everything is just going to be okay. I don't think that is always the case. Um, that's a different discussion, though. I, just, I, I don't like... At what point does a rebuild just become the Cleveland Browns? Exactly. That, 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 that's my exact point. What happens when you say you're rebuilding for, for let's say, three or four seasons, and then your window of opportunity opens, supposedly, and you still don't win? That, yeah. Then what? So then what the fuck was this rebuilding stage? No, 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 no. You, you sucked. Exactly. You're not rebuilding. You're in construction, and you've hired a crew that a three-month job takes them 15 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not saying that uh, Not saying that you can fix a baseball team's problem in three months, but you get what I'm going at. I will say this, though. You could with one great signing. That's true. I mean, look at the Padres. That's true. Ish. The Padres made, yeah, I mean, it's a lot better than they were. 100% I agree. So. Okay, so having said all that, my gripes against Al, I will give Al this credit here. Offensively, I have liked what he has done this season. They needed to go out and get some people to hit in that lineup, and they did. They went out, they signed C.J. Crone. They signed Jonathan Scope. They recently brought back Cameron Mabin for a third time. They uh, have Austin Romine catching. I think there are some pieces there that will give the lineup a little bit of oomph. I think Miggy will be better. I think he's still. I, I think Miggy Miggy can still be productive. The days of Miggy hitting 30, 40 home runs, driving in 120 ribbies, that's over. Those days are gone. The days of Miggy hitting 10 home runs and 90 RBIs are way over. Yeah, not, 90 RBIs is a stretch. I'd be willing to butt money, though, this year he hits more than 10 home runs. Oof. You want to take that bet, guy? Are you, are you sure the second game in, he's, his leg isn't just going to fall off? All right, let's let's do. I'll 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 raise you this over under. Miggy hits twelve home runs. Uh, under, I'm taking the. Under. I'll take the over. Let's. I'll bet you a six pack on it. Uh, actually, you still owe me a six pack since you never actually read it. So. <laughs> well, we were on hiatus, so all those previous bets just get washed away. Okay, six pack of beer. Miggy hits uh more twelve home runs or more this year. I think he's taking batting practice, and I think, honestly, his big offseason plan was to figure out what's going on with the knee, but mainly even more so to lose some weight. I mean, losing weight would help. Yeah. But, but he's just... I mean, also, here's the thing, too. He played a 
the first two months of the season at first base when he was dealing with that knee, he's now the full-time DH. Yeah, and that'll help. So, I don't know. Um, I want to say he hit 12 or 13 last season. Let's see. Here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 it was, it definitely didn't exceed more than 15. I know that for a fact. Um, but anyways, yeah, I like the moves. No, 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 no. There's other things too. pitching that then now let me get to the negatives. Uh, they have no pitching. Now, they have pitching prospects. Don't get me wrong there. They've got some great guys coming up. Casey Mize, Matt Manning, Tariq Skubal, Joey Wentz, Alex Fiedo, Funkhauser, Bo Burrows. Um, the list goes on and on and on with pitching prospects. They really have some bright spots coming. Um, but in terms of this season, I think, once again, the bullpen has been neglected. That will be their biggest Achilles heel. I'm excited to see what a guy like Matt Boyd does now that he's the quote-unquote ace Turnbull, Norris, yada, yada, yada. But um, I think offensively they will be better. I think they will score a lot more runs. I think we will have someone who hits over 20 home runs this year in C.J. Crone. I'm hoping guys like Nico Goodrum and Kristen Stewart and Jamer Candelario really step up. They've been now with the team two, three seasons. They need to start progressing as prospects and young guys. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Again, I'm not – I internally, in my heart – do I want to say they win the World Series? Of course. Realistically, I say this year they win more than their 2018 record of 64 games. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bold claim here. I think they get dangerously close to winning 70 games this year. It's gonna be tough only because I've always thought a team, a young team like these guys, yeah, they have Miggy as their like their vet mega all star. Like, yeah. First ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. But, like, you can't just have that dude there alone. Yeah. Like, there needs to, they needed to have a signing of an all-star, like their dude that they can go to in crunch time. And um, Avila to that has been saying that we're not signing guys like that this offseason, but next offseason he's saying they will do that. So my, And this is why I don't like Al Avila, because what happens if this season – they just shit the bed like last season. Right. What is the difference? What What is the difference between if you win 47 games in 2019 and if you win 47 games in 2020? What What the fuck? I mean, now, the only reason I can think of is maybe if you're trying to clear salary cap because after the end of the season, they no longer owe Jordan Zimmerman any more money. He's done. Which the fact that that guy made 20 mil last year for going 1-11, and it, it makes me want to fucking kick myself in the balls that I never tried to be a professional pitcher in the majors. Because if you can make that much money with doing that shit of a performance, bravo, bravo, really. I mean, whoever's agents, I wonder if it's Scott Boris, bravo to Scott. I mean, for real. Um, So yeah, I I agree with you there. Yeah. The plan though, is that next off season, they will go after bigger guys, you know, so they they were never in the, you know, they were never in any trade talks for an Arenado or for uh, Chris Bryant or Mookie or whoever it might be. Um, Garrett Cole but you know we'll see I have faith I'm making a bold prediction here I think they win I think they get dangerously close to winning 70 games and if that happens I hope they keep Ron Gardenhire on for a couple more years because I think that is the that is the progression you want to see going upward that you know that 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 good projection uh, you know whatever trajectory going up top so we'll see we'll see 
I agree. You have to put players on the field, and you have to have uh, management behind you that actually knows what the fuck they're doing. Yep. Um, and it, right now, it's Garden Hire is the best they have right now in that in that entire like system. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A dunce. A dunce. So, okay, well, look, um, let's talk about your cubbies real quick, and then we'll wrap this thing up. What are you thinking? And, and I, don't, I guess the only reason we're talking about this is because, hey, pitchers and catchers reported this week, so yeehaw. Yeah, um, I still, How you feeling? I, still, I mean, I'm not feeling very confident. Uh, I don't think they did enough. Um, they got rid of some pitching that I think it was just like, shedding the fat um just some guys that were just weighing them down there's just making the team worse honestly um but i don't i don't see any major major moves that they were trying to go for to really like make kind of make that statement um i honestly think they'll they'll probably get like 90 wins this year i guess but the nl central is still gonna be probably the best Yeah. Like the last year I said there were gonna be three teams that had a hundred wins in the central. And I'm like, well, honestly, who knows? Yep. Uh, I think we we we're both pretty forward when it comes to each other's teams. We we have that respect for one another, we just kinda say what we think. In my opinion, the Cubs are a third place team. And honestly, and honestly, I think that's being generous. I think you could even say that the Cubs right now are a fourth-place team. And I don't think they win 90 games, and I think they may not even finish 500. Pirates always start strong. They can never finish. Yeah. 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 That are in that I think uh, if I'm if I'm doing rankings and you know we'll see where I'm at come opening day, but right now just kind of off the top of my head, I'm gonna go St. Louis, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Cubs, Pirates. And it's, I can't even defend it. You can maybe switch the pirate or the uh, the Brewers and the Cubs between three and four, yeah. but I I want to give a lot of. Uh, props to the Reds because they did have a great offseason. They really did. But I also am a, kind of a, an advocate of I need to see it to believe it. That's kind of how I feel with the White Sox right now. We've heard for years that they're always going to be good. I do think this is the year where we really see them start to compete. That's kind of how I feel about the Reds. You know, years leading up, prospects, they they go out, they get our, our guy, former uh, Cub and Tiger Nick Castellanos, and nor, nor should you be, nor, nor should you be, because Ricketts completely shit the bed. And I think Ricketts, and this is another discussion we can have, I think fans are fed up with Ricketts, personally. I, I think Ricketts has become so hell-bent on developing land and making Wrigleyville into, like, this little metropolis yeah. that he is now forgetting to actually put a winning product on the field. 
and I think he's got his he's got his head so far up his ass with this fucking marquee network that no one gives a shit about. No, nobody wants to. Why take the games off WGN? I mean, yeah, it's going to give you more revenue, but I mean. There's a song written about it being on WGN. I mean, from WGN to Comcast Sportsnet or on ABC Seven, whatever, yeah. you know, that's a whole other thing. But to kind of pinpoint what we were saying, um, I think the Cubs are going to have a really hard time this year because the NL Central, although I don't think it's the best division in baseball anymore, I think that might now be the NL East. It's definitely up there. I feel bad. Like I've I've had to explain to my grandpa multiple times that like he can't watch Cubs Cubs games on WGN anymore. Like so he's like he's confused by it. Like and it's it's not it's like it's not a joke. It's like he's he just doesn't understand. Like wait, so now I have to pay whatever it is a month to get this network to watch the Cubs and Ricketts is selling it like there's gonna be all this great content down there. Now to be fair, we haven't seen it, so maybe it is great. But I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know. And, uh, as much as you hate Cubs fans, you have some of the most loyal people to an organization that have been around for like tens of years. Yeah, I mean, I think everything about it that they've been doing, even when they were losing. Yeah, I think I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I, I, I totally, though, in, in this case, I sympathize and understand why Cub fans would be livid at this offseason. Because first of all, not only are you not adding anything, you don't even make an effort to re-sign Castellanos as far as we know. And then what do you hear after that? They're actively shopping Chris Bryant? Like, why? Why? You know? Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Um, I, I would have hated if he was on the team, honestly. <laughs> I would have hated him. Well, you know, don't hold your breath. I've been hearing a lot of rumors. I mean, the far rumors that they're going to do a straight swap for swap and Chris goes to Colorado and uh, Nolan Arnato comes to Chicago. I mean, that's just, that just doesn't make any sense yeah. to me at all. Like, you have the, the one thing the Cubs do have is they have a really, really tight knit, like, Yeah. Like all of those guys are friends because.
because they've basically grown up with each other and they've been around each other for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, is Chris Bryant the the dude in a Cubs uniform? No, not anymore because it's Javi. Like Javi's the all star. Yeah. Um, you're always gonna have Rizzo, who's Rizzo. You know, I I I think like Jim Tomey. Yeah. Like, yep. I, I think Rizzo, I know Cabrera hasn't played his entire career with Detroit, but he'll go into the Hall of Fame as a Tiger. I think that's what Anthony Rizzo will be to the Cubs. I, I don't ever see Anthony Rizzo never... I don't ever see Anthony Rizzo playing for another team. Yeah. And then you have Wilson Contreras, who probably had his best season yet last season. And then, there were you know, there were, of course, there were talks about him getting traded until they signed him. Um, and thank God, because I think he could be the best catcher in the league. Yeah. Like, all around. Because I think he's one of the best hitting catchers. But, like... He's oh, he's, I, I think he's a total package. Yeah. But, like, he had a, he had a lot of issues with, like, framing the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he has one of the quickest releases. Gets, like, punches out people uh, trying to steal every single game. But I'm, I I, I'm honestly... I, I'm not worried offensively for the Cubs. I mean, with all those pieces we just named, Rizzo, Bryant, Javi, Contreras, Schwarber's still around. Um, I am concerned about their pitching. <laughs> I, 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 don't know, I don't know who's going to pitch. They, they have the same problem the Tigers do. I, I don't know who's going to pitch them that, that really, other than maybe a Lester, that's reliable. And, and even then, he's just old. Like, he is, he's not John Lester that, like, we've grown up with anymore. Yeah. stuff so yeah it's uh if if the cubs pitching staff that they have today was around uh six years ago it might be the best pitching staff dynamite time yep besides the astros yeah well that's my impersonation of the astros There yep. could never be one guy picking up everybody or blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so that's... Yep. Well, I think... Um, and then I think it'll be interesting, too, having David Ross no longer yeah. as a teammate but as a manager. How does that kind of... It's almost like when you're... I don't know. It, it's it's kind of like the thing where your best friend becomes a police officer and now you can't break the law. You can't get high, and you can't, you know, do this and that, because if you do, your friend might pull you over, or you can give you, you know, it's like, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think I would hope that those guys have enough maturity to realize, like... He's an, he's an authoritative figure he's now. He's authority guy. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not your friend anymore. He's, he's your manager. Yeah. Um, In a way, he's kind of your boss. Did it really? Yeah, it's gone. Really? <laughs> wow. Imagine that. Yeah. Madden's post gone after Madden gets fired. Wow, that's insane. That that place was not even open for a year. It's kind of like my restaurant. Beerhead, R.I.P. <laughs> Damn. It was just. I think it was open when we when I was recording last week when we did the uh, Birds of Prey screening and review. I thought it was still open. I guess I had to really. I, I guess I didn't really get a look. 
Huh. Yeah, I think it's been done for a couple weeks now. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's so much turnover in that area with restaurants and everything, but also it makes me laugh at the same time too when Ricketts is like, we don't have any money because then you see how insane that place gets from the months of April to October. And even at Christmas time when there's like, you know, the um, the tea box bar crawl and St. Patty's Day is coming up, so that'll be insane. You know, the area is just raking in the cash. Yeah, right now it's kind of the quote unquote dead time of year. Because it's, you know, 10 degrees out and nobody wants to go outside in February. But give it six more weeks, you know, and even if it is cold, you'll still see fans. I mean, I remember when I would walk to work, it was just a zoo. It was insane. I mean, it was it was gnarly. So, I don't know. If you're not going to the game, you should stay inside. Like, that's how it feels. Like, even on a really nice, hot summer day, like, there would be times where, like, if I ever had a day off and there was a Cubs game, I'd be like, okay, well, I'm either going to go to this game or I am not going anywhere near it. Until it's over, yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Interesting. So, hey, and then real quick, let's just talk about it, and then we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, the Astros are cheaters. <laughs> yeah. That's... It, I mean, we, we both knew, like, that something was missing throughout all of it. Like, there was, there's always... I mean, we've always heard, like, the hush-hush of, like, oh, don't say anything because, you know, this is a brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a horrible situation. Um, it really does kind of sully the game. Um, I don't think the I mean, other than the managers and AJ Hinch and GMs and Beltron and Cora who all were fired, you know, what is to stop another team from ever doing this again? They didn't lose their titles, you know, other than getting fined, and I, I think maybe they lose a draft pick, maybe. Um, I mean, what else, you know, what else Major League Baseball? I mean, and when you're talking about $5 million, I think that's what they were fine. That's chump change, you know, um, you know. Yeah, so it's, yeah, you're right. What, what, what forces, like, the Detroit Tigers to not do that type of thing? Another reason why the Tigers didn't have an awful offseason, I think, because they weren't accused of cheating 24-7. So, yeehaw. I think I think every team other than the Red Sox and the Astros pretty much had a good off season because they weren't looked at constantly, being like, "Did you guys cheat in the World Series?" That's true. So, That's and I think another issue I'm taking with all this too, um, other than the fact that I just don't like cheaters. At, I mean, the players just seem to show no remorse, and I don't need guys crying into the microphone. And I guess that's maybe something you can't, you know, how am I to judge? what Alex Bregman is feeling or Jose Altuve or Correa or whoever it may be. But I don't know. I, I just kind of get a vibe when I was, I was watching the press conference today and I just kind of get a vibe when I watch them talk. Like they just don't give a shit. They got their title. It's not getting taken away from them. They're going to get booed for this season and then we'll see what happens after that. I can't wait though. Let's set another over under here. So we got the Miggy one over under 12 homers for Miggy. Let's set another over under right now. How many games that the Astros play in, do the benches clear? With guys being thrown at, or whatever it may be, fights breaking out, bad blood, when they play a team like the Yankees? Yeah. Or the Dodgers? I don't know if they play the Dodgers this year in interleague, but... Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know if, you know, if the players go against the players. Oh, I think there's a lot of players that are pissed right now. I mean, 
throw at him. I mean, it, yeah, true. It, but it's the same thing. Like people threw at A Rod, and I mean, yeah, he he served his suspension, whatever, and then he came back, and they still threw at him. He was all, he was under the microscope, you know, for years, and people just threw at him like that. Because that, really, really, that's all you can do in the game. That that's how you can settle it. I'm going to say that the benches clear, I'm going to say they clear four times, four or more times. Against, yeah, against the Astros. Uh, yeah, honestly, let's, let's, let's go with like seven. Oh, over under seven? That's a lot. Seven. And, and, and now here, here's the question though. Are they bench clearing brawls or just the benches clearing? Um, and when people step what? off. When the whole team's? Yeah, it could just be like a bunch of ch- a bunch of chirping. Yep. Meetings at at pitchers mound from both teams. Uh, seven is a lot. I'm gonna go under seven. I'm gonna go seven or higher. Wow. Okay. All right. So we're different uh, on this one. Because you, you kind of convinced me with that. Yeah. Because uh, that's really interesting. Because I mean, it is really their only way of like retaliation. Yeah. Yep. Without without getting like horribly fined. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think their punishment should have been uh, financial fine, loss of draft picks, and I think if they really wanted to send some shockwaves through the league, I think they should have taken the title. Yeah, you know, that would have that would have really been like a oh shit, no one. Because I guarantee, I guarantee you, they take that title away. One of the messages that are being constantly pounded in these players' head as spring training has arrived is don't do this shit because it's going to cost us a fucking title. Yeah. You know. Yeah. How about you play like good baseball? Yeah. Make the playoffs. Maybe get some uh, few lucky. Little luck here and there. You know. Yep. Well, I love when Jim Crane. He said the owner. We were talking about this before we started recording. He made the comment of he says he said that he felt that the use of sign stealing technology did not really impact the outcome of the game. To which then a reporter asked him a follow-up question being like, how can you say it doesn't impact the game when you have a clear advantage of knowing what pitches are about to be thrown to you, to your hitters? And then he came back by saying, well, I never said that it didn't, uh, it never impacted the game. So it's just, this whole thing is just a mess. And the Astros, I think, have handled it like shit. And poor Dusty Baker, who now has to kind of come on and pick up the puzzle pieces. Luckily, they did make a good move. They went out and kind of got that veteran presence in Dusty Baker. And uh, the funny thing is, too, Although everybody hates the Astros now, they're still going to be good. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. they're still they are still, I mean, I would say a top 5 team to win the World Series this year. Oh, absolutely. That pitching staff is is still ridiculous. I mean, I know they lost Garrett Cole, and I got to say this too, little disappointed in Verlander being a former Tiger. He's always been such a guy who's been so big about playing the game honestly and clean, and he made a comment today that he said he knew a little bit was going on and he didn't say enough. And I kind of think you know, it's 2017. That's the year he got traded from Detroit to Houston. I kind of wonder if maybe he's thinking like, you know, fuck, man. Maybe this is my only chance to get a ring, and I got to do what I got to do. I mean, and it's also like you don't want to say things to out your teammates because then that locker room situation gets extremely bad. So, like, yeah, he's in a pickle of, dude, I, I just want to win. And I just got here, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a rock and a hard it's a rock and a hard place to be. I get it. Yeah. 
I do. So, well, look. Anyone, yeah, and I, I, st- I still love the guy. I just, you know, it just, it's, it, it makes me raise my eyes a bit to kind of when you see someone who's like, I'm for the game, I'm for playing the game clean, fair, honestly, whatever, and then that person kind of has a chance to practice what they preach and they don't do it. It kind of makes me go, well, do you really care about those things or no? So. I mean- Yeah. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, and I and in terms of over under, I think seven or less bench clearing incidents with the Strohs this year. Although kind of funny though, I could easily see more than seven. I think there's a lot of people who are pissed right now and they want some sort of retribution. You know, it would be the ultimate like ultimate storyline is the Astros just go and win a World Series. This True. Yeah. I mean, there's still, I mean, regardless, regardless of 2017 and who knows if it was going on in 2018, they're still a good team, you know, they're, they're, and, and if you're thinking that just because this happened, they're just all of a sudden going to suck. You're crazy. They are still going to be a very, very competitive team this season. Do not like it. Okay. I think it's, uh, I understand. First of all, they're trying to do it to try to attract more viewers to the game of baseball. At this point in time, I feel like you either like the game or you don't. The game is never going to get faster. There's not enough contact in terms of like a football game or hockey or whatever that's going to draw in those types of people. It is a slow moving game that sometimes runs from three to three and a half hours. You know, that's just the nature of the beast. You either like it or you don't. So this this uh, idea to bring in more teams with the hopes that maybe it attracts more fans and viewers, I don't like it. And and honestly, it's ironic coming from someone who probably should like it because it gives a team like the Tigers or for you like the Cubs a chance to see their team get in the playoffs. And I still don't like it. I, I don't know. I, I like the I like the exclusivity of it all. I do. I think five is perfect. And if you want to really change something about the playoffs, make that one game wild card into a three game series. Yeah, it comes down to one game, one game. And I, and a friend of mine, I was talking to him, and he was like, the biggest issue why I think they want to keep it at one game is because they don't want the season going into November. Well, who gives a shit? The season's ending on nine times out of ten the last few days of October. Does it really make a difference if the season ends on November 3rd as opposed to October 30th? Like, is the weather going to be that drastically shitty? It's going to be cold, you know? And let's, yeah, it's, or, you know, I mean, also it's funny that if that is the excuse people want to go with, they don't want to go into November. A lot of the teams in the Midwest and the East, they're playing games in March, April, and May where it's still frigid. So, I mean, so what does it matter? Honestly, you know, so I, I do not like, I do not like the, I do not like it though. I don't like the proposal. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I don't like the whole the best team gets to pick their 
their team they want to go up against. It's it's not kickball rules. Like we're not playing dodgeball at recess. You know, I I don't know. I, I just, I don't like it. I think, I think MLB has done some good in some of these rule changes. I don't like the, the new three batter minimum rule. I don't like that at all. I think it takes the strategy out of the game a bit. Um, I think they've made some good progress in terms of replay. I think replays are really kind of coming along. I think that, that that's a positive. Um, but beyond that, some, sometimes I think I feel a little bit with the MLB. It's like they do one good thing. So now, now they got to try to do three things to keep up with that one good thing. And it's like, no, no, no. Sometimes just do your thing, take your wins, take a breath, and then figure out how you can improve the game. And honestly, again, I don't think there's much more to improve at this point. The game of baseball is not going to change. I mean, it's a long game. You either like it or you don't. And then sometimes sometimes I hear people being like, well, the season's too long, so let's chop off 20 games. I mean, again, what, what is what is the big deal if you start the season in March and then it ends, you know, that first or second week of October? Like, what, what does it matter? That there are people who want it that way, so leave it, you know? And if other people aren't into it, if, if other people are honestly that butthurt that the season is 22, uh, 20 games too long, well, then I hate to tell you this. You're probably not going to convert them as fans anyways. You know, because the games are still going to be three and a half hours long. There's going to be games where it's cold in March or hot as balls in August. I mean, it is what it is. So, I don't know. But, hey, look, let's wrap this up. This was a fun episode. Um, we got to talk about some stuff we love. We recapped the Oscars, got into some spring training and baseball talk. Um, I actually kind of liked the Skype thing. I thought it worked pretty well. I'll be curious to hear the audio. When we when we tested it the other day, it sounded fairly okay. So, um, Next week we'll be using Uvu. Yeah, we'll be going to Uvu. And then the week after that, chat roulette. Chat roulette. You got We're it. just going to flip through and try and find each other. Yep, exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much to everyone for listening to this episode of the Unemployed Guys podcast. Once again, feel free to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, Anchor. Throw some likes, throw some comments. Rate us five stars, subscribe to the feed, all that good stuff. And you can, of course, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the big social medias. You can catch us there. And that will do it for this week's episode. So thank you once again for listening. My name is Luke Chaconis. My name is Sean Young. And that'll do it. Be good, be kind, be cool. And get a job.